Welcome to Montrose Podcast, the official podcast of Montrose School here in Medfield, Massachusetts, where girls are called to greatness. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'm very happy that you can join us. Maybe you're an avid supporter of Montrose, a current parent or a friend of the school, or maybe you're new to Montrose, an independent school for girls in grades 6 through 12, inspired by the teachings of the Catholic Church. Here, young women achieve academic excellence in a rich liberal arts environment by developing enduring habits of mind, heart, and character. Thanks for joining us as we explore topics that highlight the impact of a Montrose education and how it affects the world around us. At a time of year when many families are welcoming home their college students or young adults, it seems fitting that we are here to talk about life after Montrose. To see how transformational a Montrose education is, we need look no further than our own Montrose alumni. Listen in as Molly Cahill and Gabby Landry share reflections on their Montrose experiences and how they helped make them the women they are today. First up is Molly Cahill, Montrose class of 2016 and currently a junior at Boston College. Have a listen. How did you feel called to greatness when you were at Montrose? That's a great question. I think there are a lot of things that um, I could mention. One thing that first comes to mind is that I remember being a student at Montrose when Dr. Bolin first started using this kind of called to greatness mantra and bringing it up um, at open houses for people who were considering Montrose and also bringing it up to students when she spoke to our whole student body. And I think what was really great about about hearing her say that is that I felt like it was somebody kind of giving me this mantra who really exemplified it herself. And I saw this a lot in my advisor at Montrose and a lot of the uh, different teachers that I had and also um, upperclassmen at the time. I had a lot of really good models, I think, of what this meant to really be able to, whatever you were doing, do it to your absolute Mm. best Um, and to really care about pursuing the things that that interested you most, that excited you most, and also really care about um, treating people with a lot of respect. So this didn't always feel like just some far off ideal to me, but something that I really saw a lot of people around me trying to live out. And so I think for me, that made it a lot. Yeah, when you see people talking the talk and walking the walk, you know, okay, this is an expectation that's being set for me. And I can see how it's attainable because I see other people doing it. Exactly. And especially being a young student, it wasn't something that was like, "Hmm, you know, I can't really understand this. This feels very like foreign. It was very much, oh, right. That's what that means because because I see that Mm. in other people. And how did Montrose shape you as a thinker and as a student? I think there are a lot of ways. I think um, immediately in a very on a very practical level, um, it's a communication thing and communication on lots of different levels. And I can think about a lot of the uh, AP level classes that I took, especially those that were really seminar discussion based. Um, The philosophy and theology class that I took senior year, where I was challenged to be a really great writer and to be able to synthesize my thoughts uh, in that way, but also um, challenged to be able to to communicate with people face to face Mm -hmm. um, and to kind of get people's cues um, and to also give people mine. And so that we were really having this give and take of ideas. And so when I got to college, it was a skill that I already had to be able to, to communicate with people on that very real level and to be sharing ideas in that way. And I don't necessarily think that that's something that everybody gets in high school. And so it was this really refined kind of 
way to share thoughts and ideas and really develop them fully uh, with other people and in this kind of community of learners that, that I got at Montrose. Yeah, so it sounds in that way that you were encouraged to be fully engaged. Oh, absolutely. And I think, and I think when I think about that, the thing that comes to mind is that I had these classmates that were really challenging me to that. There was never a day when any of us could slack off. It was very much this, we're all challenging each other to, to rise to the occasion and really meet at this level so that I'm giving, you're taking, and, and vice versa. And we were really all challenging each other to be our best. Uh, so when I showed up to school, I really had to be engaged because so was everybody else in the room. And we all, we all appreciated that from mm, each other. Yeah, you were all in. How has, you know, going to Montrose affected your aspirations, both as a person, and that's what I feel like you just spoke to there, and as a, a person with an eye to a profession? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think, I think my Montrose education pointed me in a direction that I might not have ever otherwise thought of on my own um, and really allowed me to appreciate different disciplines and, and be exposed to a lot of things that, that I really was able to, to understand were important um, at a young age and to be able to say that prof- both professionally and personally, I'm really looking to be in a space where I can work hard, where, like I was saying, I can be with other people so that we can challenge each other. Um, and that I can, that I can really be curious and continue to keep, to keep learning. I think at Montrose, I fell in love with learning. And so I hope that that's something I've really been able to continue at, at BC, um, which I've been so grateful for. But I think obviously from both of those experiences, my hope is that on a personal level, but also whatever I step to after BC, that I'm going to be able to keep learning and being able to keep learning around other people who are really engaged and really bright and really willing to ask good questions. Um, I don't think that without the foundation that I got starting at age 12, 13, that that's necessarily something that, that I'd care about. So right. And that perspective, that kind of lifelong perspective, right. That not just through your formal education, but in in life, you want to be a lifelong learner. You want to always have that curiosity. Right. Uh, Well, again, I feel like in a sense, we discovered this a little bit because that that (laughs) desire to learn and love of learning is something that, you know, we can catch a fire there. And so my next question for you was, how did Montrose prepare you for college? And I'm sure that's one way. Maybe you can expand on some other ways. Sure. Um, I mean, the practical thing is that academically, I was more than prepared. I don't even think I knew at the time when I was a Montrose student how ready I was becoming for college work and how grateful I would be for that later. Especially, I think about um, being a freshman woman at BC and and already feeling like I was confident in knowing who I was and not necessarily needing to ask that question for the first time, coming to a new place after a huge life change with people that I didn't know, not really having yet developed this support system where it was safe to take risks to be able to discover the things that were my tendencies that that you know encompass my personality and that are the things that I really care about so I think on a really on a really deep level being able to find out who I was in an environment that was small so therefore very community oriented and also that was that was faith-based where I was challenged to to think about things on a deeper level. Um, I don't know that everybody gets that, especially in middle school. And I think right from the time that I came to Montrose, this was something that was not only asked of me, but expected of me. Um, so that it was something that by the time I came to college, I was very comfortable with, and I was ready to keep 
to keep learning more kind of on that. On right. That and you can reappreciate or, or appreciate in a new way the value of knowing yourself when you're faced with a tremendous mm. transition that you can't quite fully be prepared for. But the comfort of being feeling solid in who you are, what you believe, what matters to you as you go into that and how much that helps you make great decisions from day one. Yes, absolutely. What are some things you would say you're grateful for when you look back at your time at Montrose? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And I'm sure that I could take up too much time answering it. But I think the thing it has to be at the end of the day, I'm most grateful for the relationships that I was able to build and the ones that I've taken with me, but also this real value that I learned in how important relationships actually can be um, and that kind of building a skill set of how to value those relationships, how to build them uh, and how to make them fruitful um, and relationships with my peers, relationships with, you know, teachers, advisors, coaches, whatever that might be. So that, like I said, when I made this big life transition that came to BC and all of a sudden wasn't in a school of 200 people, but in a school of 9,000 people, this was something that I already knew was really important. And I came in with this idea that building relationships was something that I was going to have to do to make this experience the most that it could be. Um, and I think what's really exciting about that is that, you know, I had these relationships with me from Montrose. I kept them going. I still, you know, keep in touch with those people. They're still important mentors and friends. Um, but I knew that that was something I could find at BC as well. So that jumping into this new experience I already had this ability and this real desire to to make the experience a really great one by building relationships with people that could help me out, could give me really good guidance and could be friends, mentors, whatever, whatever I might need uh, to really make these four years uh, as fruitful as my time at Montrose. Listen to an excerpt of Molly singing Somewhere from West Side Story with the Boston Pops. Welcome to join us for a Habits of Mind workshop on Wednesday, December 12, 2018 at 9.15 a.m. Montrose faculty member Deborah Farmer-Chris will talk about raising girls today and give you tips to support strong academic habits at home and help your daughter combat procrastination, avoid distraction, and strengthen memory. All are welcome and feel free to bring a friend. And now we hear from Gabby Landry, Montrose class of 2018, currently in her first year at Harvard, as she reflects on her Montrose experience. Have a listen. Well, you already mentioned being, as you said, prepared so well in in these habits we talk about, right? The habits of mind, heart, and character that we strive to instill while you're at Montrose. Why do you think 
now that the world needs women who've developed these habits to go out into the world and live them. Right. I think at this point in our worlds and in our country, especially with the kind of headlines we've been seeing for months, um, the world is really looking for strong female leaders who can offer their insight and expertise into a variety of fields and positions. I think women really do have unique insights into the world and into our relationships with people and how those should play out in family and in the workplace and with friends. And I think we can really be powerful forces for positive change in any field. Mm -hmm. I think with the kind of habits that Montrose instills, as we were talking about before, um, are really needed in our country today when you look on the news and see people who can't come to consensus about anything, about any part of an argument. Um, And when you experience conversations that seem to end up just in shouting or arguing and nothing really, there's no real change. It's, It's bringing up topics just for the sake of arguing about them, not for the sake of learning anything or for the sake of finding where you stand on common ground. Right. And so I think that with Montrose's education and sort of commitment to those kinds of values, um, we can bring women to the world who who are able to bridge those divisions that we're facing today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we talked a little bit already about the transition that you've just made to college. Tell us a little bit about where you are and what you're doing now. Uh, I'm a freshman at Harvard College, and I've really enjoyed my time here so far. Like I mentioned, in the academic sense, the transition was certainly made so much easier by my Montrose experience. But in the personal sense, too, I've found the transition to be very smooth so far. Um, And like I mentioned, uh, I'm taking classes in several different fields, uh, economics, humanities, psychology, and political philosophy, and I'm really liking my humanities course in particular and thinking about leaning towards a major in something in the humanities. Um, And then outside of class, I really like kind of just hanging out with my friends around campus. Um, I like to cook and bake in a, in a great student kitchen that we have. Wow. Um, That's fun. Yeah. It's called the Oasis and it's probably like one of my favorite spots on campus because it's just this great kitchen I've already had the chance to make breakfast, dinner with my friends, make countless chocolate chip cookies already. Oh, your, your friends are very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's great. Um, I've also been able to get involved in a Christian student group and Bible study, which has been great, and try something totally different with Candela, um, a Latin dance group. So that's been a lot of fun as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Gabby, for sharing your time with us and your experience. We really appreciate this look back, even though it's it's a short window for you looking back on Montrose. You've just made this huge leap. And so I'm, I'm sure in certain ways it feels like it's been a while. Um, and we really appreciate your sharing your time and your thoughts and your insights with us. Right. I'm so happy to help. We've just heard about the impact of a Montrose education on two young alums, Molly Cahill, currently a junior at BC, and Gabby Landry, a first-year student at Harvard. It's so inspiring to hear how grateful they both are for the transformative experience of a Montrose education. 
Thanks to those who donate to tuition assistance here at Montrose, students like Molly and Gabby are able to take full advantage of the opportunities that help them become the young women they are today. They are confident in their gifts and abilities and understand what it means to be called to greatness in everything that they do in life beyond Montrose. And lastly, a shout out to our Montrose alums who so graciously gave of their time to help out at the recent Curriculum Night Open House. You know who you are. These young women currently attending WPI, UMass Dartmouth, UMass Boston, Holy Cross, Harvard, MIT, and Dartmouth came out to meet prospective Montrose families, despite being in the middle of preparations for their own college exams and papers. Thank you for continuing to share your stories about the power of a Montrose education. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Montrose Podcast. Please subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about future episodes and share the podcast with your friends and family. Donations to Montrose Podcast go directly to tuition assistance, a critical part of our mission to keep a Montrose education accessible. Your gift plants the seeds of lifelong Montrose friendships and ensures that each Montrose graduate takes with her a life compass to navigate the challenges beyond Montrose and seize opportunities to shape our changing world. Thank you.